Hello and welcome to So Divine. I'm Megan Skinner. And I'm Stephanie Galing. And this is our monthly astrology and tarot podcast where we explore the celestial landscape, what's happening in the stars. We pick a tarot card to, to fit the vibe, all with a mind's eye towards inspiration and helping you to lead a more conscious life. So hello, Stephanie. Hi, Megan. <laughs> hello, hello. And hello, July. Here we are in July. And of course, July follows on the heels of June. <laughs> yes. Right? It's, I mean, it's sometimes hard to know whether we're going backwards or forwards these days, right? I mean, we may talk a little bit more about that as we get into the podcast. And, you know, as we were feeling our way into July, it really feels like there's some big threads here from June, kind of a little bit of a continuation into July. And one of the main reasons that I say that is because in June, of course, we had those two eclipses. We had the uh, full moon lunar eclipse in Sag. I think that was June 5th. And then, of course, we had the new moon, excuse me, solar eclipse in Cancer on June 20th. And so as we go into July, what do we have again? We have another eclipse. We have a full moon lunar eclipse in Capricorn on July 4th. So here we just kind of start the month out with kind of this very this, we, we, I think we decided we weren't going to use the word intense anymore. Did we kind of make that <laughs> agreement? Did we come up with another word for yeah, we're trying to put? We're trying to put intense in the same pile as like interesting, right? That it's like just this catch-all, like the modern day catch-all for that is related to interesting. But it's okay. I mean, everything is sort of intense. So we'll try our hardest to find other words besides from that. <laughs> okay. Maybe we should have a contest. Please email us with exactly. your um, <laughs> with any suggestions that we can use instead of intense. So, Actually, can I just say something? That's yeah. a great idea. I mean, whether it's a contest or, or just like everybody write us with some <laughs> adjectives that you yes. would use to describe this moment in history and this moment in your lives. Like, mm-hmm. you know, what adjectives would you use to describe 2020? So write us, check us yes. out at sodivine.us and send us an email with all your favorite adjectives to describe this year. I Thank you. I, that's such a great, a great idea. So, so let's talk about this. I mean, do you want to like recap June a little bit? I mean, those, you know, we've had those eclipses definitely stirring the pot and then the new moon, uh, excuse me, the full moon eclipse in Capricorn. So that is going to be interesting. Do you want to like you want to <laughs> dig in a little bit on that one, Stephanie? Um, I'm just laughing because I guess we had ban interesting. Big, deep, fast, stimulating. How about that? Stimulating, stimulating. elevating, excavating, <laughs> all of the above. Yes, I will take a hand. I'll take a try at that. So, yeah, I mean, we're still in eclipse season. <clears throat> like things are still eclipse. Things still at once feel like really groundbreaking, like Mm -hmm. there are life shifting events and realizations that are occurring. And yet where they're going to take us is anyone's guess because it's all eclipsed. And so it still feels really important that if you sense that things are 
moving, that things are changing, that you're getting some really grand, great awareness, Mm -hmm. or things are ending, things are beginning, but you just don't know what is the finish line look like and when is it? Do not worry yourself, right? It's still about being in that unclarity and having patience with that, that that will yield clarity. Ooh, I love that. I I think that's such such an important reminder, you know, because everything is so unknown right now. You know what I mean? And just to have that willingness, and I love that you're using the word awareness, to be able to have that willingness to not figure everything out, not to dot every I and cross every T, to just be in this process of awakening and to really see what that has to show you. The other thing that I think would be kind of like a little bit of an interesting exercise, if you will, is to kind of take a look at where you were at the beginning of the eclipses, like go back to the beginning of June and then go to, you know, to after the the one on the fourth and just maybe reflect upon what the insights have been, what has come up for you, what has the journey been like, and just kind of reflect on that process. Because when I think about the last month or five weeks or so, so much, you know, has, as you were saying, has been excavated. So much deep, deep stuff has come to the surface. So that might be kind of interesting. It's just, as a little bit of a process. It's just to reflect on what has your journey been of the last month or so. Yeah. And I think that that's also really important and not, I do think we should talk a little bit more in detail about um, this Capricorn lunar eclipse, yeah. but even though I'm going to go skip for a second to something else, I think that your your point is really solid too, because in June and then in this continuance to July, mm-hmm. there is also the theme we're going to talk about, about the Jupiter-Pluto conjunction. So it's yes. again, like what themes, what has been rattled for you? What has been excavated for you? Like what, you know, what is that territory that you are going down into to unearth deep findings, even though it still may feel a little bit hazy and foggy, like what these treasures really are. So I love that, what you said about like, look, back to the beginning of June and seeing through this continuation of July what these themes may be. Yes, yes. And we'll pull in another little hazy component too with the Mercury retrograde. But we'll we'll get to that. Let's let's, you know, let's unpack, if you will, the um the lunar eclipse in Capricorn. And of course, when I think about Capricorn, you know, I think about patriarchal structures. I think about, you know, the status quo. I think about institutions and, you know, all that's happening right now with us really looking at whether they serve us or not, you know, whether they really truly serve us or not. And, And, you know, this great, great dismantling that's happening. Yes, completely, right? And so much around those institutions, right? And that consensus reality and those things that tie and bind us collectively, at least currently. You know, and last year we also had the Capricorn lunar eclipse in the summer. It was later in July than this one was. But 
Um, so it could be interesting also to look back then, you know, what what was coming up in that relationship between Capricorn and Cancer, right? Cancer right. being very much about the home and family and the tribe and your feelings and Capricorn being more about duty and responsibility, right? And so it's almost like this marriage, if you will, of mother and father, right? Like being out in the world and holding that like public responsibility, if you will, Capricorn and the tending and the nurturing that happens at home right. and how to weave those together. I like to think often of this Capricorn with full moon or lunar eclipse either or as also like being responsible Capricorn for your feelings. You know, and not, ha I mean, not to edit your feelings per se, right? To still feel them, but then to say, okay, how can I account for them, Capricorn? How can I be responsible for them in the way that I may react, right, with myself or with others, Capricorn? And how then can I put them into shape and form to advocate for structures that feel the most nurturing and nourishing for myself and others. Ooh, Stephanie, that is just so good. No, I, I really like the, you know, bringing back in, you know, the, the cancer energy, you know, and, you know, one of the things we talked about last month was, you know, with that was about this feeling of home, right? Mm -hmm. We talked a lot about what does that mean to you and finding the home within. And so I really like the idea of having this stable foundation, if you will, of, you know, your inner home, your inner self, taking responsibility for those feelings and emotions that are probably going to be activated if they haven't already. I mean, everybody is being activated right now and really playing them forward in this conscious, responsible way. And of course, it's a full moon. And so anytime we have that full moon, and I think we've said before, eclipses are like full moons on steroids, you know, that those deeper emotions and feelings are going to come up. So this marriage, as you're talking about, between the inner and the outer, you know, mm -hmm. and how they can serve each other, I think is really powerful. Yeah. And I love what you said about like inner foundation, right? It's like, how do you create some sort of bedrock or foundation or structure, mm -hmm. right? Where you can hold your feelings, your emotions, mm -hmm. your instincts, your needs to tend to them, mm -hmm. right? In a real diligent, loyal way. Right. And I think the, the more you have maybe that stable structure, the less you're likely, <clears throat> excuse me, that you're going to get overwhelmed. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, I think there's just like, I think that the containers just probably like all of our containers are a little bit overwhelmed, but you know, it also, I think is this opportunity to more solidify, if you will, or reinforce the scaffolding, you know, of those foundations so that they can become stronger and that they can contain more. Yeah. Yeah. And it may be that you are like ripping down the old scaffolding, right? Because of all this yes. influence to then yes. re-erect new scaffolding, but like really taking a determined and clear look, not just taking your scaffolding for granted. Like, well, that's the scaffolding that's always been there, right? That's the structure that's always been there. It's like, no, does this really serve you? Does this really have integrity? Is this really helping you to build something that is solid and long lasting and true to the essence of who you are? 
Yes. And as you're saying that, especially with the dismantling of the of the scaffolding, I think that that is a perfect segue right into the Jupiter Pluto conjunction that we've got going on. And of course, you know, we've been dancing with this for a while. And um, I'm just looking at my notes here. This is we at, at the end of June, I think what the 29th, we had the second of three of the Jupiter Pluto conjunctions. So we're going to talk a little bit about this because, you know, even though it won't be an exact conjunction for the rest of the month. They're still dancing very closely together as they did in June. And this is really some powerful stuff. And one of the notes that I took from our conversation as we were preparing for today's podcast was <clears throat> something that you've been saying a lot of, which is a big theme for this is the collective shadow erupting. And I just think that's such a great way. <laughs> Collective shadow eruption. So there's this scaffolding that is being dismantled. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a lot of the scaffolding can be too. Oh, this reminds me of a conversation we had yesterday, right? About even like the scaffolding being that we put up, like, so that we like to sort of quote protect us from our vulnerabilities mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. but yes. like this whole release so that we can be more open to expressing and growing from there yes. but yeah i mean this jupiter i mean this year is just so interesting and we've been talking about this for a while because it's just so fill in synonym for intense right now in the <laughs> sentence. Um, <laughs> this year, right, we had early in the year, but still it marks a whole year and even marked last year, the Saturn-Pluto conjunction exact on January 12th. This right. happens every 30 odd years where these two come together. But this year on the heels of that, which doesn't always happen, we then have this Jupiter-Pluto conjunction that marks all year. We had to have three exact connections early April, this June 29th, and also November 12th. And so what's the common denominator? Pluto. And Pluto is all about collect it's all about shadow. It's about death and regeneration. It's about, you know, power. What is it who has it? It's about control. Who, what is it? Who has it? Does it even really exist? It's about what's at the core and mining and unearthing hidden treasures. And Jupiter makes everything big. Mm -hmm. Pluto is also about shit. So, right? It's like big <laughs> shit and you can't get away from the shit and the, the collective secrets, shit, right? The collective shit. Um, Although it's interesting because always like the weeks of like like pl strong Pluto, I always say to say to people because Pluto also rules the like large intestines. Like you just watch your digestion, right? Because Pluto is also about elimination, like getting rid of what's toxic. Um, so we don't have to go literal and figurative, right? Exactly. We don't have to go down that alley much more. But um, so I mean, it's really intense. I mean, we have had in. I mean, it's not just limited to May and June, right? But this peeling yes. back of facades that are having mm. us see the truth mm. of, you know, in this case, like, you know, the racism that mm. is inherent mm. within, we can just speak to our country, right? Mm. But mm. sure, it's obviously in other countries as well, you know, but like sort of the, the, and also that the scaffolding of this country maybe was sort of built on, yep. um, 
racist beliefs. Mm -hmm. And we are seeing that. We can now not unsee that, thankfully, because we must dismantle that. And, you know, and in the dismantling, it just like dismantles everything. And I think that it's really intense for, it's just, oh, there's that word, but I'm sorry, I'm going to use it. <laughs> wow, wow, intense alert, intense alert. Intense alert. Yeah, but you know, this is so this is so I don't know, juicy and impactful. And one of the things I love about astrology is that we can see trends. Yeah. And we don't always know how those are trends are going to play out, but we can see those themes and we can see those trends which really give us some context, you know, about how to work with them. And, you know, the common theme here is Pluto, but there's another common theme, and that is the sign of Capricorn. And once again, the sign of Capricorn represents those, the status quo, those structures, it's father energy, patriarch, again, so we're seeing, you know, whether it's government or the police force or, you know, banking, all educational systems, you know, politics, all these structures that we thought were just so solid and working just so well, (laughs) you know, those are, that's where we're really, that's where the dismantling is happening. Yeah. And it's interesting too, right? Because in something you and I've talked about, about it goes back to sort of even the patience that we need with the eclipse, right? Like dismantling and rebuilding is not a like one day wonder. Like it takes time (laughs) and you may not know, we may not know what it looks like on the other side of the dismantling, even though we know it must be deconstructed, right? And so to go with the process of that and, you know, whether that's what's occurring in collective structures and in our society and really, you know, tapping into your the honest feelings, like what Mm -hmm. is going on for me? What is coming Mm -hmm. up for me? And talking about them, being honest and vulnerable, very Platonian. And also just in your own life, like, you know, what structures in your own personal life are you dismantling? And mm-hmm. even though you might not know what it looks like on the other side, you know that the way you've been doing it, like, is mm-hmm. feels deadening, like doesn't feel like it gives you the vitality that you need. And it's having faith through the process of the ripping down and the surrendering. Yeah, yeah, Stephanie, I, I love that you're using that word vulnerability. You know, it's like, and we again, we, we, we've talked about this, or you and I have talked about this, is just, you know, as we're, quote, figuring all this out in the dismantling, is to allow ourselves to, like, make mistakes and yeah. to learn and grow in this. And that does require us to be vulnerable, to say, you know, I don't have all the answers, but I'm willing to learn. You know, I'm willing to grow with that, you know, and, you know, in all this, of course, there is this other component, which is the Mercury retrograde. Do you want to just throw that into the, the equation here, right? Because we we are also in a Mercury retrograde in the sign of cancer and Mercury will go stationed direct on July the 12th. So of course, anytime that we're in a retrograde, you know, it's this kind of step back, reevaluation, refiguring. So that's in the mix here too. Yep. Again, it's not about moving forward. And that doesn't obviously, as we know, mean like when Mercury is not retrograde anymore, we're going to move forward. I mean, we may actually move forward with many things. Venus is no longer you know, retrograde. So we have this period where we can take what we've learned by reviewing and reassessing and looking back and have some more clarity. But again, 
you know, there's something about this process of, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's like, it's stillness. It's like surrender and stillness, mm-hmm. you know, that really can evoke a deeper level of understanding and acceptance. And I would also say a deeper level of personal empowerment as well. So, well, I would sure as heck hope so. Yeah, me too. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. I mean, really, I mean, come on, right? But you know, it's so interesting. Okay, so here you're talking about the surrender and stillness. Okay, we're just going to add another layer to this this very layer cake of July astrology. We got to bring Mars in here, right? We've got to bring in the Mars component, right? Because let's talk about Mars. So Mars is in Aries, right? And Mars is in Aries for six months. Now, Usually, you know, Mars spends like six weeks in a sign, but because of retrogrades and such, um, it's going to be in its native sign of Aries for a while now. And that's a very Marsy Mars. (laughs) That's a very Marsy Mars. And that is not a stillness Mars, right? Right, right. So we got to balance that. I mean, I'm thinking now, okay, then how do we balance in that Mars energy? Yeah. And just to like... um address what you said before about like all the retrogrades it's because in september yes it's true another planet's going retrograde or another personal planet's going retrograde mars will go retrograde in september through november so this is what's extending this you know mars's residence in its home turf you know mars likes being in aries very very much like yeah. the warrior is strong yep. and instinctive But it's, you know, it's about how to like really channel your courage. Mm -hmm. You know, I would also say like how to tap into your anger or rage to have it be constructive rather than be destructive, like how it can fuel this radical transformation that this Jupiter-Pluto year is all about. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and also I think this is going to be especially true because we have Mars um, in conjunction with Chiron, the wounded healer. Um, I think it's July 14th. And, you know, so this could really stimulate, (laughs) new word, stimulate some of these wounding or, you know, the old story that Chiron often presents about, you're not feeling empowered and acting that out and feeling angry. And so that's going to be, that could be a bit of a intense moment. And also that's also at a time we mid month, we've also got, you know, the Jupiter Pluto conjunction is also going to be activated by a Jupiter sun opposition. So that, you know, that very mid month, the 14th, 15th buttons could very well be pushed. Buttons could be pushed, and so button up, um, or un or unbutton. No, maybe it's actually not about buttoning up. It's about like unbuttoning, right? Like like releasing and surrender, but also shoring up. You know, shoring up your courage, knowing that that you know we're all in this for the long haul. And Aries is not about the long haul, though, right? You know, Aries is very much about like I want it now, and maybe now is actually even too late. 
And there's going to be this dance all the rest of the summer and the fall between that Mars and Aries and soon its connection to that Jupiter, Pluto and Capricorn. So that balancing between like long haul and I want it now, right? And how we just find a compromise between those and how they can work together. But yeah, I'm with you. That mid-month feels very, oh, here's another synonym for intense, very steamy. Steamy. (laughs) (laughs) And I think for us, you know, like what might happen in the world, we'll just like look, but like how do you personally galvanize those invitations? You know, looking again about, you know, unearthing and, you know, where am I like putting up my own guards or my own armor Mm -hmm. that's keeping me from really being true to the essence of who I am. And at the same time, you know, where can you build up healthy armor that Mm -hmm. allows you to have courage? You know, my husband and I were talking yesterday about like, well, what armor do we need that we can feel a little bit more free and independent Mm -hmm. moving through the world in this time of the coronavirus? And, you know, one of the things that we thought about was sort of our armor, our arsenal is being as healthy as we possibly can. Yeah. yeah. Like that yeah. is in within our control. How we eat and you know whether we meditate and how we exercise and how we deal with our stress that that becomes like part of our arsenal. I was thinking of course in like Mars Aries terms yeah. so yeah. that we can move a li- with a little bit more courage, right? Through the world. Right, because that makes you stronger. And exactly. In your own sense, I think that's, yeah, I love that. And maybe we can all look at what's in our own arsenal. You know what I mean? Because, you know, another word besides steamy, which I like, <laughs> that comes up is volatile. Oh, wait, volatile. volatile. Ding, 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 ding. I think you win the, you win the contest. Yay! <laughs> you know, I love to win, um, which feels very Marcy, competitive, right? So, right, exactly perfect. You know, it's like, yeah. Oh my gosh, Stephanie. And again, you know, we'll, we'll do a recap, you know, next month to see how all of this plays out. But, you know, I think it's going to be hitting everyone, of course, personally, but it's going to be really interesting to see how this plays out on the world stage as well. Absolutely. I want to just tie something, two things that you said together mm-hmm. when you talked about the volatile and volatility. And earlier when we were talking about the Capricorn eclipse, you talked about, I think these are your exact words, but I'm not sure. Something about like, <laughs> up the foundations Mm -hmm. within. Mm -hmm. And I think that that even becomes even more important, like shoring up your own foundation so that you can move through the volatility, Mm -hmm. right? With more grounding, more confidence, you know, having that inner sense of courage so that if things seem volatile, steamy, intense in the world or in your own personal world, that you have more confidence that you can pursue Right mm. and, and persevere. Yeah, pursue and persevere. I think that's that's really good. Okay, so just a couple other notes here for the astrology because we don't want to overlook that Saturn has got some movement here this month too because Saturn is dipping back into Capricorn after being in Aquarius for a few months. And so that will be happening until December 16th. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, so um, Saturn 
in Capric- Saturn moved into Capricorn at the end of 2017 and was there until March, I think, 21st. And like you said, just did a little few month like visit, like introductory <laughs> visit to Aquarius. <laughs> You know, where we started to see, I think what we're going to start to see coming in 2021, like this real emphasis on the collective and technology and mm-hmm. you know, community mores, et cetera, et cetera. But now it's back into Capricorn instead of doing this cleanup or this last pass, you right. know, and again, like Saturn, the taskmaster in Capricorn, the sign related to consensus reality and, you know, institutionalized structures and banking and government and finance and institutions that deal with older people, right? Mm -hmm. Saturn and Capricorn. Mm -hmm. And so here Saturn comes and basically will say, poetically speaking, like, does this have strength? Does this have foundations? Can you really last a stress test upon this institution. And so I think we will be paying more and more attention to these realms that we've been really paying focused attention to this year. Yeah. 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 Good. That's good. And then the other note that I have, of course, we, we, we can't do our, so as, it, as if, as if, as if there's more, right. As if there's more, but we can't, we can't not, you know, talk about the new moon because we've talked yeah. about the full moon and the new moon is in cancer, um, this month. And what's really interesting about that is this is the second, wait, how do we say this, this is the second new moon in cancer in a month. Cause we had a cancer new moon last month with an eclipse. So, um, this also interesting here, you are talking about Saturn in Capricorn. It will be opposite Saturn in Capricorn. So again, maybe we have, you know, as you talked about before that marriage, a little Mm. bit between the cancer, the inner world and the home and the emotions and shoring it up in the outer world. The Capricorn yeah, world. Perfect. Exactly. Like giving a structure to your emotions and to your home and to what nourishes you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Have we, oh my gosh, <laughs> we need to do the tarot card of the month. Tarot card of the month. This month was just so. Um, By the um, way, I do, I do think we maybe need that. Maybe you should create a, a jingle for it. <laughs> I would love that. Maybe you could talk to your husband about that. Um, I think that would be really super, um, but I won't sing. So the tarot card for the month is, I chose the emperor card. And part of why I chose this archetype is because the emperor card, excuse me, is ruled by the sign of Aries, right? So the emperor is, you know, ruled by Aries. And what he represents is the themes of leadership, power, and authority. And anytime that you, you know, the emperor's on his throne, right? And anytime that you're dealing with authority and leadership and power, what comes with that? Responsibility. And this is something that we've been talking about with with these other things happening this month. And so, you know, an empowered emperor, you know, is taking action because he's got that Aries forward movement. So he's taking actions to create new foundations because the emperor is very, it's a number four. It's very much about new foundations that not only serve him, but serve the greater kingdom. And so the emperor in a way is in service, not only to himself, but to the greater good. And so his actions, his forward movement um, is very much about creating these foundations in this, in this service. Now, 
that's the light side, the, you know, the empowered side of the emperor, the shadow side of the emperor. And remember, just like astrology, there's always a shadow side in the tarot is power for the sake of power. That's the shadow side of the emperor. And we see this a lot going on in the world today with wars and conquering for the sake of conquering, right? We see a lot of uh, shadow emperor-esque leaders in our world today where they're really playing out this shadow around power, right? So ultimately, you know, you know, if you're tapping into this archetype with the emperor, it's very much, it's also, and Stephanie, you brought this up a little bit earlier, with Mars is about having confidence. You know, Aries is very confident. The emperor's an emperor. He's on his throne, you know, he's arrived, right? So it's really stepping into that confidence and knowing the more confident you are in yourself, the more you can be generous with others, you know, the more empowered you are in yourself, the more you can help empower others. So again, it's this all this theme of what is empowerment. And I think that the emperor is really about helping us to get to that place of empowerment and not using our power for, you know, taking over the world or, you know, conquering. It's really about that empowerment. That is the absolute ideal card for the month. It's incredible. I've made so many lessons that we can really attain and assimilate by really focusing through that lens. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody out there, be good emperors. Be good emperors (laughs) and then actually call out emperors that are not good shadow emperors. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's part of it. You know what I was thinking would be fun is, um, to maybe we can talk about like what, because July feels like a big month for everyone, including a big month for us. Like, do you want to share something that maybe you're up to in July? I'm thinking, I'm thinking, do you know something I don't know? Is there something I'm up to in July that I I don't? Hmm. Oh, something's arriving. Is that what you're talking about? The no, baby, is there anything, the that, you, yeah, is there anything you want to share? Uh, well, I I am excited because after many, many months of a very long process, um, my Couture Tarot deck um, is finally arriving. It's you know being printed in China and with COVID and many, many other factors has been very delayed. So I will have a thousand tarot decks on my doorstep <laughs> on July 23rd. And then, so, and thank you for everybody that supported the process. And then we will be in mass mailing mode, but that's, that's like, to me, that's a bit of a, a birth and a big delivery. So yeah. Well, that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. And what about you, Stephanie? Anything you? Well, in addition to the fact that I am so excited for my Couture Tarot deck, which I can't wait for, um, I am actually doing a webinar on July 21st called Dreaming in the New Now, in which I will be talking about how to remember your dreams and recall your dreams, decode your dreams, and, and tips for sleeping well. And it's actually a free webinar for anyone who pre-orders my book, The Complete Book of Dreams, which is coming out in October. So if you want any more information on that, that, um, just go to my website. And I'm super excited about teaching again about sleep and dreams. And I'm really excited to for like the arrival soon, not that soon, but soonish of my book. 
Yeah, I'm super excited too. Just did my pre-order and um, uh, go to, so stephaniegayling.com um, is where you can get all that information. I'll be at the webinar. So, you know, definitely sign up because it's going to be juicy. Yeah. All right, my dear, we got to wrap this sucker up. We got <laughs> to wrap this baby up. So thank you, everyone. Thank you to all, everyone out there. We just so, so appreciate you. Thank you for listening and being a part of So Divine. Thank you, Stephanie. And I'll let you sign us off. Thank you, Megan. Thank you, everyone who's out there. And I just really hope that you are having a transformative summer, though that's full of ease and joy. And um, as you navigate all the synonyms for intense. <laughs> and a big thank you to Sebastiano Tecchio, who is our producer, a lovely producer. So until next month, take really good care. Bye.